0: Now throughout South Korea's COVID nineteen outbreak, there's been a particular focus on a certain religious sect, Shinchanji. One of the reporters who's been able to open up more details on this than most is Mimi Lao, senior reporter for South China Morning Post, who joins us on the line. Thank you very much for taking the time.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: And if if we just trace where some of this information came from because it dates all the way back to last November some of the uh, some of the sources of interest here in your article is a twenty eight year old kindergarten teacher can you describe to us how that came about
1: um, Yes um, we were once soon as we noticed how the cases have been shooting up in South Korea um, we started to learn we started to question if there is such linkage is happening in China. So as soon as my research has started, I begin tracking down people and one lead to another until I landed on this person. She confessed to me in a phone interview that she is a member of Xinjiang chapter in Wuhan, the epic sense of coronavirus outbreak. And um, yeah, uh, from, the, from our interview, she actually acknowledged that meetings live meetings have been going on until December when the news has not been suspended until the news of the virus broke out Um government has to um, put people under home quarantine measures and such. So, yeah.
0: So it's really interesting, the timeline, because in your article, she says that there were rumours about the novel coronavirus or something like that. I guess they weren't using that name as early as November last year. Uh, th- that that seems quite surprising, but it, it's also in line with some of the rumours that people have been discussing online.
1: Actually, that's the general um, rumour sentiment has been going on in the local city, not just shared by Xin members, but in general. But we are thinking along the line that it might be because, according to earlier reports by Chinese health officials and the WHO, they ha- which ha- they have cited the first case, reported case, being identified on December 8th. So this is really suggesting a possibility that the virus might have begun spreading from human to human in early December, even late November.
0: And then there's the irony that, according again to this testimony, they started ceasing gatherings in December in order to try to contain the outbreak. And that's completely at odds with the situation that led to a super spreading event in Daegu, South Korea. I mean, does that just suggest that sh- different Shinchanji groups in different countries do things in different ways or is there another way of explaining it, do you think? Uh,
1: these kind of things, we will have to wait for in, official investigation. Um, but in general terms, the lady uh, whom I've been speaking to, she felt the whole outbreak in South Korea should not, shouldn't be linked back to or be pinned down to members of Xin in Wuhan, according to her own opinion, because she's saying there's so many Chinese people are traveling to South Korea every year. And to put things in the perspective, really, the size of Xin in Wuhan is actually pretty small comparing to the other chapters in Chinese cities. So what she is really suggesting, it could be from other places rather than Wuhan. She also has been telling me that none of her brothers and sisters have reported symptoms um, from what she learned over the online communication they've been having. But again, um, I was cautioned um, that um, due to their nature, the operation nature, um, to be quite skeptical with what they're saying, um, We also learned from a source that the Chinese government has been investigating or screening uh, Xinjiang members in China, not just in Wuhan or Hubei province, for virus. And what we learned last week is that the people who have been screened so far have been cleared, but it is an ongoing investigation, so there might be surprising results at the end. We just have to wait and see.
0: Understand and appreciate there are still lots of unknowns for all of us as we yes. as we try to approach this from various angles. But one thing it seems we can also deduce from your report, and perhaps we knew this already from general common sense of observing what happened in Daegu, but, but members were seemingly able to get out of Wuhan before the lockdown on that city.
1: Yes, the lockdown actually was announced on January 23rd two days before the Chinese New Year holiday. And it is a, a, a tradition for for people to spend the Chinese New Year holiday in China with their family members. So a lot of the, the, the citizens in Wuhan, the migrant workers um, would return, would leave the city to, to, to spend time with their family in their hometown. So yes, there is a, um, it is happening actually. I mean, it's a fact that people are able to get out of the city. Um, before the
0: lockdown, yes. What was the... Uh, I mean, you said about the caution before that you had a, yeah. of, of really taking any Shintongi members' words at face value, but what was your impression from her ab- about the discrimination that they now face as a group?
1: Well, yes, uh, that's a very, really, really good question. Actually, um, throughout the interview, she sounded careful and... And yet, uh, I, I, I still appreciate the fact that she was willing to share, knowing uh, she she told me herself that I, I am aware of all of this negative coverage against our group out there. But she just felt like now it's not really a good time for us to come up publicly to defend for ourselves. So I asked her, how do you deal with all of this negative coverage? And she said, well, of course, I'm saddened to, to, to hear about, you know to so learn about all these accusations she said some of it is not true but she said one thing good did come out of it and i asked what is it and she said well at least the world knows who we are now
0: well th- th- that's so, interesting I in guess, itself isn't it because they kind of had yeah. seemed to be secretive before that so they either one exactly.
1: want... so i guess when things had reached such a level i guess no publicity is bad publicity for them.
0: <laughs> so so you got the feeling that this 28 year old woman, kindergarten teacher uh, based in Wuhan that, that she was very much a, a believer, not somebody who was having doubts from the tone that no, she spoke No, not
1: with. at all. If anything this, whatever is happening right now would only supplement her faith and, and, and in, into the doctrines she'd been taught and uh, she also sounds unapologetic unpo- uh, um, which uh, in her own right, um, you know, she, from the things she's she, she's been seeing and she's been experiencing, yeah, that that, that that's what she's feeling.
0: What does this do for the reputation of religious groups in China, where even belonging to a, a very mainstream religion uh, like, say, Catholicism, can get you in trouble occasionally, depending on what you're doing and, and how you're doing it, uh, under what name? So d- does this make it even harder to be a member of a, of a fringe group in, in a country like China?
1: Um, the awareness against religious sect as such... In China is actually relatively low comparing to South Korea, and Chinese government in general, they um, there is five officially approved of religion, and new religion movement such as Qi is definitely out of this approval uh, scope. So it is branded by local authorities as an evil cult. It is really a political label referring to religion that existed outside its approval list, but it is commonly referred by mainstream Christian groups and scholars around the world as Christian heretic. So the government in China has been cracking down and monitoring the situation against um, Xinjiangqi for years because China is so huge and the level of uh, law enforcement where varies from places to places. Uh, we were surprised to see that, um, for example, this Wuhan member has been telling me is that their activity, um, their holy temple set up in 2018, had been raided by the government after it was uh, branded as a civil cult. Uh, Sorry, evil cult. Um, but then we, we learned that the, the, the Dalian temple, they, uh, which is a huge, um, event, which is built in a huge. Um, rented venue in a convention center has only been just cracked down last October and they had like at least from what we've learned 2,000 members so the general sense is that offline gatherings have been difficult they just have to think of ways to survive such as breaking into sizes breaking up their gatherings into smaller sizes or move things online like what they're doing these days
0: yeah. But again, it, it seems counterintuitive when we reflect again on the words of that kindergarten teacher who was saying, well, at least it's out in the open now, because it seems that's exactly what they don't want to be in the face of the authorities. And I know you also spoke to a, a Shanghai resident, a man who was a former missionary with uh, who who explained in your report that it was their secretive nature that made it hard for the authorities to effectively crack down on them. Can you elaborate a little further on on what he had to tell you?
1: Sure, sure. Um, Coming from my background as a missionary for Xinjiangqi in Shanghai, basically uh, gave a really interesting overview of how things operate and why people see this group as secretive and deceptive in nature. That is, they uh, target existing Christians, they target university students, Without identifying who they are, what they do, and infiltrating churches as ordinary Christians, or should I say conventional Christians, what they normally would do, according to my interview with him, is that, or, or other Tianjin members and researchers, they would normally befriend you, gain your trust, go out of your, their, their ways to, to, you know, to, to, to gain your trust, and then introduce you to biblical studies. Their courses are, are five stages. And normally, it is quite hard for even Christians to identify if there is any weird uh, element or knowledge in the first two levels of the courses. According in, in their own words, um, the Chi doctrines do not really get introduced until in advanced stages of courses. So it is a re- a, what they describe. It is a really a graduate a process of brainwashing, which makes it hard to detect at first.
0: Now, while we're talking to you, I'd also be interested to ask about China's approach currently to the outbreak as a whole. Is there a sense that that China is getting closer to to containment? And when people do increasingly return to work, is there a level of confidence there that we're not going to see a resurgence of infections?
1: We are sensing a level of confidence because just simply based on a number of paces um, being reported on a daily basis, uh, are dropping on a rate that comparing to what we have seen in January and early February, um, people are, are gradually going back to work. But there should be caution to, to be overly confident. Um, and people also ask the question, is it too early to be hopeful at this stage? So people are careful, carefully optimistic, I would say.
0: Because here in Korea, there's been great scepticism about people arriving here from China and that mm. scepticism has been reversed the other way with South Korea having so many cases, some scepticism in China, of people coming in from, from Korea and and still in light of your story about Xinjiang, there are these rumours continuing to swirl around about how this started spreading in the first place. Do you feel that it's going to be some time before we can definitively say the truth in terms of how this exactly Spread so fast in South Korea?
1: Yes, and- because there are so many unanswered questions, and there's only so much we can do as journalists, um, or even for the researchers on the ground, for for the you know for my sources. There's only so much we can do on a civilian basis. I think to in order to get to the bottom of this, in order to get to all of these unanswered questions, we really have to look at official investigations, and um, I'm really hoping to see that. There could be um, cross-governmental collaboration between China and, and Korea. To, 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 I hope to see that, that both sides are working together on this. I, I you know, it, there, there should, there will be some time. I think, um, but um, I'm also really pumped to see how quickly the. Um, Ministry of Justice in South Korea has, you know, looked at thousands of lists of um, Xinjiang members and then they were able to identify 42 of them have had traveling history into Wuhan in the past eight months. And I'm hopeful to see that more positive result uh, would come out of this official investigation.
0: Mimi Lau, South China Morning Post senior reporter. Thank you very much for sharing with us some of the outcomes of your investigative work so far and good luck going forward.
1: Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you for your time.